are listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by Saucy Farm. Located in Wiggins, Mississippi, they're the premier Australian stock horse stud in North America. Proudly standing are Ballandown Zorro, Hayden Satellite, and Stonebrook Finno. Ballandown Zorro has fresh, cooled semen with a live full guarantee. Hayden Satellite and Stonebrook Finno have a limited supply of frozen semen. Special has been that once in a lifetime voice that people only dream of having. His athleticism, heart, and love for the game are second to none. We've been so fortunate to have him as our own and a major part of our development as players as well as horsemen has most certainly been because of him. He's definitely raised the bar in terms of expectations and standards that we have of our own horses and how we go about bringing them into the game. Playmate picked up on full across so quickly and has been my main playing horse since 2013 carrying me from local and national tournaments to international tours and exchanges. Her athleticism and power, despite her petite stature, blow me away each time I'm able to meet a once turn in the 30 or avoid pressure in the midfield. There's no question about the success of these incredible studs for producing machines on the field, and I look forward to seeing the development of these lines in the future. I'm so happy that the Saucies are continuing the work of Marilyn Murphy in promoting the Australian stock horse, which is truly the breed for every need. Hi, this is Dana Deemer. I and my family own Keystone Silhouette. She's a 15-year-old black Australian stock horse first cross by Ballandown Zorro. I would say the thing that she brings to the table is her incredible athleticism. She has the best footwork coming up to a jump of any horse that I've seen in a long time. She's bold cross country. She's bold in stadium. Saucy Farm and Australian stock horses, a breed for every need. You can find them on Facebook or call 228-263-0930. Are you a pull across related business? Chucka Talk has a truly global audience. To learn more about advertising here, email me at ryan at pullacrossmadesimple.com. Space is limited. On this episode of Chucka Talk, you'll meet Kelly and Mikey Cranaw. Along with show regular co-host Richard Chappell, we discuss their polo cross journey across several borders and their World Cup experiences. Along the way, a surprise couple joins in on the never-ending laughter. With 15 World Cup team memberships between us, this episode is packed with talent. Here on Chugga Talk, the goal is to shrink the pull across world by connecting people together and most importantly to provide education by interviewing players from all over the world. So listen closely and enjoy. So welcome. Uh, Richard's a veteran here. You guys are sort of a power couple with uh, pull across. Were you in the 2003 World Cup or just the 07? 07. So I did uh, 7, 11, 15, and 19. Oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I just recall the South African women were very young all the time. Very young. It's almost like you just you you're straight into A grade from birth or something. Yeah. What what was the South African side in 03 though? They were actually a, a more mature side. So that was Julia Pilbeam, Beth McClarty. I think it was their daughter just played in the World Cup now, Caroline Minard. Okay. Um. So more of a, a season team but 
obviously these two laughing at me. Um, yeah, a lot more experience. Yeah, so they actually assisted us quite a lot building up to the next World Cup. A lot of guidance, a lot of coaching from those ladies. So was Bruce the coach even back then? No, he wasn't actually. I think think it might have been Tony Higgs. I think even okay. when we went in two thousand and seven, he was assistant coach. Tony okay. Higgs was main. Coach. Tony Higgs. Tony Eggs. Tony Eggs. <laughs> well, he, he definitely did uh, commentate like the SA High goals and things like that. And he did a few at the 2015 World Cup. I'm sure he did a few yeah, games. He, he kept calling me Richard Chappie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the man on the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man on the floor. Well, you've listened to the podcast that already. Yeah, but it's still a winner, isn't it? <laughs> I like to get different perspectives on things like that. Trying to sort out, you're from South Africa, Kelly. Mikey, you're from Zimbabwe, right? Yeah. yeah originally. Okay. So, Kelly, when did you go get to Zimbabwe? 2008. She was running oh, from the law. Okay. <laughs> and that's where you go. When you're in trouble in, Z- in Africa, you go to Zimbabwe, you can escape anything. Yeah. <laughs> and if you lose a war, you end up in Zambia, right? If you're, the, if you're a loser, if you're a pacifist, right? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, passive. actually, yeah. If you know what? Passive, yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been told. You were there for a few years before the 11 World Cup. I remember watching that game, that final. That was pretty amazing. Would you say, Mikey, for Zimbabwe, that might have been the best World Cup? Yeah, definitely. Uh, What an experience. What a team that we had. We were obviously mates off the field, great teammates on the field. And to, I mean, we came third in the one to four. So to actually get into a final, uh, the pressure was definitely on. Yeah, four chuckers definitely took it out of us. We're not used to working so hard. It was a very different circumstance. You pull bar than play. Right. Yeah, so it was tough. A lot of energy went into it, but a great team. We loved it. What if you read me? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kramer. No. He's two talking about breath and stuff. No, it's very hard to concentrate with these two. You know, <laughs> it's, it's much better when you do these podcasts and the people aren't around. You don't have to smell the flipping breath. Yes. <laughs> you gave him. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Mm. <laughs> we'll be stuck in those titios with a, beer, with a bit of breakfast. <laughs> what brought you to Zimbabwe, Kelly? What was it? What Was it Mikey? Cool guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried to. He she means Mikey, by the way. No, not uh, yeah. <laughs> he tried to leave South Africa, I followed him. No, and she followed me here. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up in Zambia, he followed me here. We're really looking forward to living in Congo next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Congo Power Cross 2023. No, Richard's the president, he's the head coach, he's the captain, and the umpire for that country, apparently. Oh, yes, yeah. Head umpire. <laughs> He's got the play correct. Uh, it's a tray. It's a not tray, a plate. It's a tray, yeah. <laughs> and it's probably important to note as well that Kelly's wearing her World Cup watch, which I oh. swear she doesn't wear every so when she knows she's going to see me. <laughs> oh, come on in the car. Hold on a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have some of those trophies from the World Cups, but you can get top team in fourth division, so everyone feels special. But those Adina watches are probably the coolest thing they've ever given out. Oh, you yeah. haven't seen the tray, Ryan. No, no. <laughs> you haven't I seen mean, the tray. The, the tray is spectacular. <laughs> Can't stop a bullet with a watch, Ryan. You can <laughs> stop it with a tray. Were you wearing it when you fell off? <laughs> <laughs> Which time? Well, no. Wait, what are you wearing? Different World Cup, Ryan. Different World Cup. Yeah. I've been in two World Cups myself, both as an umpire. Yeah. No, at least he made the final. He asked for the umpire yeah. ponies to be screened in the second World Cup. So, I mean, he, he gained some experience. I had a bloody good horse in my... Um, in fact, the umpire horse I had in Australia was probably better than my horse here. I, sh- I say that, you bought that. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then we sold you your next one. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to buy it back. <laughs> no, not for sale. Okay. No, I like it now. <laughs> um, no, traditionally, umpire horses are supposed to be right off the track. You chuck balls at them, get them to buck. I mean, that's the training ground for a good umpire horse. I don't know why they've gotten so tame lately. Uh, it's a chapel. Uh, <laughs> falling off a it's World a bit Cup. awkward when the umpire falls off at a trot. You see, yeah, health risk and all that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you stop very quickly. <laughs> Can I just point out? You were trotting, man. You were trotting. <laughs> it was not. It was a canter. You just went into a trot from a walk. Yeah. Well, was it from a trot to a canter back to a trot? Was that just, whoa. Anyway, anyway what other questions? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get the, the timeline here. So then you moved to Zambia before you got married. What year was that? 2012. And then we got married early 2013. Okay. Quite impressed. Yeah, November. I moved to December and then yeah. got married in April. We moved into Richard's house. Yeah. Uh, Stayed with Rich for a couple months. of months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Three months. It was, it was that classic. No, we'll be. We'll sell our own house yeah. in a week, ten days tops. Four months uh, later. <laughs> was Mikey cleaning the top shelves and like dusting and stuff where you can't read? What brought you to Zambia? A business opportunity. Okay, what did you do? Trading in food, frozen food mainly, fish. Okay, okay. The low end of the market. I have to show you a picture. Sometimes I show <laughs> pictures. This one is appropriate. My brother-in-law is a lobsterman. So we get fresh lobster, which is pretty cool. And like then, Daniel's cat. Yeah, just like yeah. that. Father-in-law is a tuna fisherman, and those are all tuna tails. He got 20 this year. Oh, wow. Jesus. Bloody hell. That's awesome. You know he's got yeah, a chick that- stuck to his back. <laughs> that's me and my chick 20 tunas is, is a lot bringing a lot of money but you can catch a really big one but if the quality isn't there then you don't get the money it's and then it, they get shipped right off and you don't know exactly when you're going to get until you you must send it to zambia because mikey sells a whole load of shit fish don't you mikey? yeah quite correct yeah <laughs> fresh and frozen yeah. <laughs> so We'll talk about polo cross because that's probably more interesting. But that's okay. So business opportunity brought you to Zambia. Lusaka is one of the, the fastest growing cities in the world as far as economics and things like that, right? Well, it was. And then Mikey came. And then um in Zimbabwe was was huge as far as polo cross and, and I heard that there were three or four hundred players. I don't know, was this the late nineties or something like that? What was South African polo cross like? Was it the same number of players, more or less? What what was the status of South Africa when no. Zimbabwe was so great? Be seven hundred and fifty to nine hundred registered players. Mm. Um which was pretty close to Zim, but I think you guys have more. Oh, I don't know the exact numbers. I mean, I was still a kid, but I remember going to, I'm sure Damien even talked about it when, when you interviewed him. Uh, there was an Easter tournament in Featherston where they used to have also a bull sale for the farmers in that area and all of that. So you would get polo cross over the weekend, like up to the G field starting at seven sort of thing. So like players wise, and if you consider the families and then the bull sale on top of it, I mean, to be corrected, but I mean, it, it felt at that stage, it was like thousands of people there, you know? So that was pretty awesome. Back when people were taller than you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was polo cross concentrated in Harare or how far did you have to drive to get to tournament? No, well, at, at that stage, it was more of a farming sort of thing. Drive. I think uh, I think they had uh, one or two clubs in Harare. I think Greendale polo cross club, that was one of the first ones in Harare. But again, like to be correct today. But the majority of it was in the farming sort of district. So the club that I played at when growing up was just outside of Harare. But a lot of my mates and all that, they were a couple of hours into into the farming districts and all that. Uh, like Damien was saying, like Irizawi, that was a really good club. There was Marinder mm-hmm. North. 
We've never come close to that many members of the American Polar Cross Association. I think we might have had 400 at the most, 450. So to be at 750, that must have been pretty amazing. We have such distances to travel, so you you, you rarely see them all together. So that must have been really cool. It sounds like you guys have to travel for days to get to a tournament. My closest is 10 hours. We're about 10 hours between all of our big clubs, actually. Yeah, it's tough. I'm, I'm the furthest away from anything, way up in the Northeast. So now you're in Zambia, and you've played two World Cups with, with Zambia. What was different between 19 and 15 for you guys? But normally in, in a house, right? so like I'll start the conversation, talk for about a minute, and then Kelly will take over. <laughs> it's only because your vocabulary only contains a certain number of words. Draw you a pretty picture of some crayons if you'd like. <laughs> we, bought, we actually bought the book. <laughs> he's the only he's not allowed the crayons because he keeps eating them. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> gets a bit upset. <laughs> yeah, right. So to go back and answer your question, for me, and don't get me wrong, I mean Australia is a fantastic place, a great country, and all that. But I really enjoyed the South African one just purely because there were so many more of our mates growing up in Zim and then living in Zambia. And now we've got a fantastic community here, and then uh, playing against South Africa and. You know, so we've got mates basically in the three countries. Also for Kel and I, our families could come in and then the support base for the African countries in Africa was unbelievable. So like just the atmosphere for, for us was great. And then as I said, though, with both Kel and I's family being able to come down and watch, it was really special, you know, from like the horse side. South African horses are very similar to the horses that we have here, or they're the same really. You know, we ride very similarly, we've got a similar game plan and all that sort of thing. So the horses, not that the Aussie horses were, were bad, it's just I think the South African horses or African horses were more suited to our sort of game. Which, you know, is, which is similar to what Steph said actually, he said the same, didn't he? <laughs> so some one time you, you agreed on uh, hair care products. Oh, um, but you don't, yeah. Shimmer and shine. I know, I use a buff. Yeah. I do use a buff. Right. Oh, is that how you keep it so short? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, Steph, doesn't Steph use uh, L'Oreal because he's worth it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is ironic. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, but Steph has what you we refer to as the claw. The, the Harris hook. The Harris Ooh. hook. Claws. <laughs> yeah. And latches on. That's um, done. So obviously the horses were different. What, what was different about your team? from 15 to 19. Was it the exact same players or were there a couple differences? Very different and different circumstances. You know, also the mindset of 2015 was bottom of the ranks. So how do we better ourselves? It was a lot easier to mold our team and to achieve things. Nobody expected us to beat South Africa in the first game. So we went in guns blazing, facing everything off the first game. We were underestimated. Bruce, I know 100% he knew not to underestimate, but I, I assume that the other players and circumstances, we only had three chuckers. So horses we utilized straight out the, the gates. We utilized the horses we had. We took advantage of the opportunity we, we had. Mm-hmm. And again, potentially we had great players that nobody knew. They had been around, but never really exposed. Young, young team again, and they came to the party. We were very lucky. We got one of the best horses in South Africa for the ladies. Um, and and yeah, combination-wise, the ladies, well, Lauren, I mean, she, she found a connection with that horse. She flew with that horse. Couldn't find a better two, both of them. They committed to the team. They knew their roles, and we worked as a team. And that's the girls' aspect. I believe that the men were the same. Yeah. No, I mean, from the, from the men's side, I, mean, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but, yeah. you know, uh, from a team point of view, as Kelly said earlier, like, all of us are mates off the field, on the field, yeah. you know, and we knew each other really well. A bit of a mix in characters, but, you know, it all adds to it, and 
Yeah. But our philosophy for that World Cup was, you know, if you're going to be in a team, you're basically family. So with family, you don't, not every personality is the same. And we learned very quickly how to adjust. We had Henry coaching us. We had Doug Evans, who was our horse coordinator. He was unbelievable with the amount of work he put behind the scenes. I had an old mare that was 22. I had, funny enough, saying that two of the mares that I played were from Bruce McCarty. He coached me as a kid. Mm, so yeah. I was very lucky myself as an individual to get two of his horses because I knew how they went. And right. that's that aspect of know your horses. Uh, so I mean, I even bought a horse from him when I was a kid. So I was very lucky. Lauren, like the odds is just a phenomenal rider. I mean, she got dumped twice with no bridle. It's amazing how she gets a horse to operate when she's just kicking the saddle flat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Stefan Harris had a baby. Those legs. <laughs> <laughs> Who was considered the team captain? Lauren spoke so highly of you, Kelly, being the most positive person out there. Were you the captain of, the, of that side? Uh, no, Duns was captain of the whole team. I was captain of the girls. Oh, yeah. So you were yeah. the captain. Okay. I, was, I was captain of the young Speaking of personalities, who was the serious one? Was that Dums? What a good oh, one. Yeah. No, Maz was a little bit more chilled. Was he? Yeah. 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 Dums. I was the serious one, I think. I was positive, but I was like, guys, get down now. You they were to What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> so my nickname on the Aussie tour was Arnie. Arnie. Get to the bus. We've got horses to do. <laughs> Dunn's was serious. Mikey was a goof off, right? Yeah. Always, always. Well, uh, actually, 2019 was definitely Johnny. Oh, uh, Johnny Ray. Our little, <laughs> little softie. Yeah. She had you wrapped Yeah. As uh, irritating as he was taking his time to come to the bus, he um, was definitely my little favorite. Because he's so sweet. Right. So he got away with murder. <laughs> yeah, I, I played against him in 2012. Obviously, you've got some left-handers in there. That was probably uh, a fun thing. Had some advantages. I'm a lefty. Usually, the prima donnas are ones, but I don't... John Ray, was was he a one? Or was that someone else? Uh, we both played one run. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm so he was... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I would literally go and wait in the box and just wait for Damien or... <laughs> well, it's Gordy or John Paul. Yeah. And then canter back to the line out saying, Come on, boys! Come on! <laughs> <Get the> ball- <laughs> Free line out. Every yeah. line out. Both of us. Same. Oh, come on, come on. But lazy. Up yeah, there yeah. at the front. Yeah. While everyone's doing the work. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I definitely, like, from my point of view, <sighs> Kelly works a lot harder as a one than I do. And so, like, to the team that I play with, they definitely have to work harder. <laughs> 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 But for you, I mean, they just had to throw within five meters. And I just remember your your bounces. I mean, you're ba- basically just dropping the ball and picking it up. You are so talented, Mikey. They just have to get it close to you is what I'm saying. They don't have to be as precise. When I was younger, maybe now, geez, I'll throw my back out, man. I, I've actually, I actually have put my back out. <laughs> and yeah. again, and that and was <laughs> Rich is umpiring the twos don't even get a shot. Halfway through the tuck, we had to stop that, and it was a practice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we had to stop because he had back spasms. Yeah, a separated shoulder from throwing in the ball in the line. Has that been mentioned before? Yeah. Oh, oh, Jeepers. Oh, right. Ryan, here's a bit. So there's a, there was a book written on Polacross by a guy in Zimbabwe, and I apologize uh, for not remembering his name. There's a whole chapter in this book dedicated to, to the legend of Michael Cranel, the man who the has the reach, the reach of a tarantula. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Mikey's kind of the stuff of me. That's a big fan. You guys are dicks. <laughs> I've never been in a book, have you? Yes. <laughs> Not reading. <I'm> Oh, yeah, no, but we're also talking to a Zambian local celebrity, yeah. Oh, we are, huh? too. It's better. It's better. Ryan, have you no. seen that? Um, I got away with it. I might have seen it. It was for that drink, right? What was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah no, okay, Red Rock okay. Cola. Better. It, Mikey's part of Pesco. We haven't really discussed your, your career from when you were like it, really, have we? Didn't you start in Zambia? No. Oh, that was awkward. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> he, he got brought up to play in Zambia. Yeah. No, well, my dad was working up there for a start, so I'm he used to dead. come up and then play a few tournaments That's here. That's right. Um, like school but you had you had quite a cool start to your protocol career yeah. when your sister. Well, not really for her. I mean, she found it crap for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but your parents didn't know that you got on to play, is that right? No, well, they were busy with my sister in the ambulance, and then I climbed onto a horse and finished the finished the game for her. Yeah. Oh. That was the age of four. It was four. <laughs> Oh, wow. Did you get a leg up or did you just climb on? No, yeah. Wait, no, that, this is a true story. You finished the game at four for your sister. Mm. Yeah, yeah, my parents had this rule that I wasn't allowed to play tournaments until I could reach the floor with my stick or something. And then, yeah, as I said, we're busy with, uh, with my sister in the ambulance. You know, I told the groom, well, saddle up, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Who were your favorite people to play with in, in Zim? Oh, see, I've been really lucky actually um, in my sort of playing in Zim and all that. We had some fantastic guys uh, that I was lucky enough to play with. Um, sort of going through. I remember my first time playing for Zim Men's. Uh, I was lucky enough to play with uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon Burbridge, uh, Crunchy Baker, and, and Squack. So that was my sort of debut into men's. And I was playing three behind Shannon, who were lining up against, at the time, Charles Dupassi, who was rated the best, best player in the world, and he was playing one. Uh, Gav Cox was, was the three I was lining up against, so he was arguably also one of the you know, greatest threes of, of his time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was a real... For me to play with that sort of caliber at 17 or whenever it was. Um, yeah, so we are incredibly lucky with the sort of guys that I got to play with and play against, uh, sort of coming through the ranks. Very, very lucky and privileged. What happens when you when you have that sort of exposure is that you get your, your butt kicked and then you stop making those little mistakes and it just refines your game. That's uh, something that we, we lack here. I talk about it all the, all the time on the podcast, but if you don't have those players around you, you're not going to improve. You're going to get sloppy well that that would make sense because i've never had my butt kicked so i've never improved and your best tournaments you guys have played in what is the outside of world cup what would you say was your best because um, you played you've done south Africa high goals and yeah. tansy, you had that tansy team and that was yeah. I remember that's that. for me it's still one of my special moments i mean a girls team full girls team going on and taking on the high goal and coming close every time just that finish line so frustrating but yeah i'd love to so would you say the men would always come first (laughs) (laughs) it's a thing right (laughs) (laughs) it was a spectacular occasion those days of of the zim open when it was in its prime was unbelievable i mean well again i was lucky enough to to play with some fantastic guys i mean like you know some of my best mates even today we all played used to after school and all that, go and ride the horses together and all that sort of thing. And so we started playing in the open team from about 14 or 15. He sponsored us to, well, he put his team in and then, so it was basically like a group of mates all playing together, which is fantastic. You know? And then, as I said, we also 
good mates today, you know. Like Danny, uh, so, is he one of your mates? Yeah, so, uh, I was about Dunes, to he's go. one of my best mates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, we like we always used to play together. So there was always like the four of us. There was uh, Rosh Andy who played for Zim. Uh, yeah, I played against Rosh- Rosh- Mikey. <laughs> do you see that Danny and yeah. Kirsten are on the podcast? Hello. Hey! <laughs> 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 Welcome. How's it going? Good. Thanks. How are you guys? Good. Floppy. Say hi. Can you see Maddie? Hi. Hello, Maddie. Hello, Maddie. <laughs> I was trying to do so. I was trying to do. A, I was trying to do a, a cunning segue so that. Hi. Like, so who were the people for you to play with? Who were the best people you were going to play with in Zimbabwe? Like, and Donnie Curse was. Donnie Curse was going to come on. Did mention you guy? Yeah. Well, we got confused with Danny and Donny. That's yeah. that was the problem. Yeah, we were talking about the glory days of Zimbabwe. Pull across, Danny and Kirsten. Welcome to the podcast. Mikey was going on and on and on. So were you playing That's with Mikey good. back then, Danny? Yeah. When I first started playing in the A division, I started playing with Mikey. And how tall was he at that point? Yeah, about <laughs> probably about the same height now as he is now. I was half his size. <laughs> so were you, were you playing a three back then behind him? Yeah, I started off as a two and then I played played three a bit later on behind Mike, playing the one. I'm always behind Mike. This is the first time Doc actually seen Mikey's face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did Mikey ever try to go back and play a three or something and he just got, it didn't work? No, Mikey actually never tried to play a three. He was too good at a one. He oh. liked the glory. With you at the World Cup, do you remember? It was all good for Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kelly, you killed Kirsten. Yeah, where's Kirst? Yeah, she's still laughing. Where's Kirst? She's in. Yeah, she's, she's, in she's having a laughing fit. There's a lot of World Cup <laughs> players. There's a lot of World Cup players on here, plus um, Madison and Richard. That's so there's just a, a lot of World Cups under. <laughs> <on> our... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelly was in four World Cups. Mikey was in three World Cups, right? Yeah. Kirsten was in four. Yep, yeah, 2007. All, all of them, right? No, no, just two. Oh, you're only in. I was in two. Umpire. Umpire. <laughs> <laughs> People belittle the umpire. This is the problem with the association. <laughs> Thanks, mother. It's Jenny in the background. Very supportive wife. Uh, Jenny was was passed around like a pipe at the last walk. Amen. Uh, <laughs> do you have any funny stories from World Cups behind the scenes? Anything that's happened with you guys? South African World Cup. We've got our little, you know, our joker of the team, little side flapper. And uh, Ooh, flappy bird. <laughs> flappy bird. She gets hit on hard in the bar. And I have to drag her out. She's like, no, wait, wait, wait. I need some more action. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> she's so avid. And then she's walking out the door, and there's a section where there's, you know, flowers and. <laughs> you know green stuff and she's like cool i must have a wee right here so she flips <laughs> off her brooks and starts wing i had to pick her up and say oh and there's a window saw her pink so up her brookies threw her in the van and then we went around a corner and then she's like no i have to go now i have to go now she jumped out and i don't know if you saw those fields there it's got a a slope and a slope onto the polo field. Anyway, she stepped out, thought it was flat ground, and next thing started rolling down the slope with her book. <laughs> it was a sprinkler. 
Just bring it. I've heard that story like Terrible. ten times. I've never. Oh got gosh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, Donnie and Curse, man. Surely you've got funny stories. Surely, surely a funny story must be uh, Donnie's tap up lines when he when he pulled into you. Your pickup line for Curse. Yeah. Sorry. Mike, are you talking about our English tour, our, G- our under twenty-one tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly the one I had to go. You can carry on. No, Donny, I want to hear your version, and then we'll hear Mikey's. Oh, what happened there, dudes? So, Chris and I dated a bit when we were under fourteens. It didn't last very long. Odds was actually part of the reason why that didn't last so long. <laughs> <laughs> but not going on a few years. We went to England on an under-21 tour. I decided that I wanted to try for Kirsten again, and he kept giving me bat and pushing me away. So Mikey and I came up to a conclusion. The only way we could convince Kirsten that there was absolutely no way to bat me was if we went to their room where the two, she was sharing a room with one of the other girls playing. And unfortunately, being two girls, I needed a wingman. So Mikey naturally had to come with me. And we went and knocked on their door, and they let us in, and we thought that the most... The obvious way to do this would I'd jump in bed and cuddle with Kirst and Mikey would have to take one for the team and cuddle with a teammate. Long story short, we lay there and try to make chit chat for a long time and then eventually they try to kick us out. I had to go in for the kill and I got denied and got kicked out. <laughs> good times, good times. Did you stay? Yes. So what what did you do, Mike? <laughs> It was definitely Mikey's <laughs> fault. He's a terrible wingman. He is. Tactically, what will change in the next World Cup if you were to play on the African horses? So let's look back to 15. Uh, what were you doing then that you didn't do in 19? Or what will you do different? I think on our side, if for Zim, if we were to go, we'd make, probably have to put a lot of emphasis on doing a little bit more work off the ball. You know, marking players, making sure that you try and give the one a bit more space to Play. Whether it be on a horse that likes to stop and turn, a horse that likes to run, if you can get a slight head start without being chased by the opposition, it gives you a bit more of an opportunity to put yourself in a better better spot trying to get into the box. Yeah, I think our horses, the way that they play, seem to go into position quite naturally just from the, is from the style. They end up in the position that we are being in, probably more so than what they were in Australia. You know, he's got a very valid point. The thing is, our game style 100% suits that open plan running style. They learned that. They knew to shut that down. Every All the competition read that because it was so successful in the previous World Cup that we thought... Let's not change our strategies too much because it's effective. However, we forgot the sort of concept that other people are going to adjust to our game plan. And so we found them shutting our game down a lot more, a lot less freedom. Again, the grounds. The grounds is a major fact. We consider, because when we traveled, we realized that the ball moved a lot more, especially the fact that we got forced to use a ball that we never used. I think we only got, I don't know if Zim was the same, but we only received those balls five months before we left. Mm. Um, And again, that was Zim and Zambia all trying to adjust to the bounce of the ball. Are we talking about the Rosemont? Yeah. The lack of, awesome, man. So um, the lack of bullets. You didn't have much, much sarcasm. A little bit too much points. No, I'm not being sarcastic. I didn't mind those balls at all. They were, they were good, I thought. Yeah, I mean, because you dropped the ball on the ground. Yeah, and it comes back up. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, that's a woman's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Dums was saying how there's a lot of young players coming up in Zambia. Danny, what's going on in Zimbabwe? Do you feel like the next team will be younger or pretty much the same? Probably pretty much be the same for the next World Cup. Although 
we've got a good bunch we've got a good association on at the moment that are trying to change their views they understand that the future is with the youngsters so we actually had Bruce McCarthy here over the weekend he, we had a good bunch of juniors that are probably all looking for the, the 27 World Cup we'll probably see juniors come through then but for this next World Cup there, we, there's not really many juniors coming through maybe one or two prizes but probably mostly with the older guys that we were at the last World Cup yeah we're in a similar situation we have some young players, but I just don't see as many making the team. We just don't have as many coming up. To have Bruce McClarty come up, I did see those pictures. That's pretty amazing. It seems like he's a common thread in a lot of successful polo cross. Kelly just talked about it. Jimmy and Lucy Grills, they had coaching when they were 12 from Bruce. You probably regret that, right? You have to shut down your borders. No more Australians in your high goals anymore, right? Playing at the lineup, the ball landed on, on our side, and it was like one stride away from me. And then because I'm getting a bit older and slower, and I was like, all right, there's the ball, easy go, nice. And and then before I could even finish my thought, Jimmy had already come past, snatched it, and was on the way to the goal. Mm. <laughs> I felt the same when I wanted to bring up my walking stick. When I was like, cool, I've got time out. I'm just going to check up. <laughs> Let's go for a nice pickup. Let your gun Oh, sweet. That's so inspirational. <laughs> that's how i feel at every world cup the very first world cup game in 2003 we were against the australians and i just felt like i was in slow motion while they were running around me that's just how it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're having a fight with someone and you can't lift up your arms oh, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly how I <laughs> so it looks like kirsten and danny you both are in for the next world cup the official yeah, announcement unofficial <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, we're involved. It's early. We're apparently picking our team the spring of 2022. Zim, yeah, we've got a good side potentially, but I think Zim's got a lot of work in the next season to sort out management, coaching, all that sort of stuff. Like So like I said, it, it'll be a tricky year and a half to see what happens and if hopefully we can all get together with correct management and coaching staff so that we can do better than we did at the last World Cup. No, but besides being arm candy for Sophie, how will Greg be? Greg is looking to be involved. He has put his name forward to be a coach. So I think Zim's in the process of selecting. So, but Greg has asked and he has put forward his name to be the Zim coach. Nothing's confirmed yet, yeah. I think he has a background issue in Dubai or something. He probably did something wrong there. They're looking into it. <laughs> Uh, Luckily, the World Cup's not in Dubai. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> he took that 2007 UK team to the, the final. Shocked the world. Second place, yeah. For those listening on the podcast, I'm just staring at Michael right now. Mm. Yeah. Because I brought up the obvious fact that Richard didn't make yet another sign. I was busy. Umpiring? No, getting my hair done. <laughs> <laughs> no, the playing population is it was huge in the UK at that time. All these international players, it's hard to make a squad. I get, I get what you're saying, Richard. Yeah. In 2007, I was only... <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no, because I was 19. No, no. I, was, I was in a bit of a lost space back then, if I'm honest with you. He was trying to find himself. I, I was, that's right. I was on a... You searching hard. No, I was, I was... <laughs> I was in India with the, uh, with the guru... Mastery, uh, learning my art. Yeah. We're going to go around the, the room here, the virtual room. Well, we're going to do the dream team thing. So you have to pick five players that have ever played from any country that you would want on your dream team at their prime. So you could include Richard now. So if you're a lady, you'll pick two ladies and three men. That makes sense? Okay. All right. Who wants to start? If I don't pick my husband, it's get awkward. No, I not mean, at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. You didn't like 
<laughs> no, no, Mikey in his prime when he was four. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you had straight teeth. Yeah. Just so you know, Stefan would not give me names because he's so afraid of upsetting the South Africans. But maybe you guys won't be so afraid. Actually, as an African trait, African Paracross, the, the aim of the game is to upset South Africans. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I was from there, I was a black sheep. So maybe. Yeah. Makes sense now. <laughs> Makes sense. But I have to think about it. My first pick would be Sarah Van Vake. I think she was one of my. She was Sarah Erskine then, my absolute hero growing up. I idolized the ground she walked on. I'm going to come back to that. That was very sad. Idolize the ground she walked yeah. on. Yeah, now and again. Mm-hmm. In jean pants. What position would she be? Three? <laughs> yeah, obviously, I'm lazy. I'm going to be up front. <laughs> she must get the ball. So, who's your two? Exceptional players. So, that, that whole family, really, from South Africa. I mean, we're talking Renee, Josie Spalsbury. She's a legend for me. Played with her, got the opportunity of playing with her. The same with the Zim team. All of those girls would play 100% and Zambian girls. I mean, I've been very lucky. So, how do you pick? How do you pick your top five? Mm, you're having a hard time. The- Move to the man. Go ahead. Okay, I've seen Shoal in his. His yeah. prime. Yeah. <laughs> We've all seen Charles. Yeah, he's a polo. He's a polo guy. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. He is now. He played a lot of polo. All right, continue. So he's he's the one. Three, Yanni. It's always Yanni. Yanni always gets picked. Must stand. How many do I have to pick? Three. Yeah, there's yeah. three in the section. So pick a number two. <laughs> Pick your impact. Bear in mind, Kelly, you haven't picked Mikey yet, and he's not a very good two. I took Mikey. No, no, no. Mikey's a cracker. <laughs> no, I'm a shot. Mikey, Shoal, Yanni. Oh. There you go. I'm going to say you now because I'm going to point out Donnie, but I don't want to do got kicked at two? Yeah. He's my husband. I've got to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I, I trust like you. I wouldn't <laughs> like that team, bro. No, you would, my love. I'm joking. No, that's that's a lot of great players. And and Kelly used the opportunity to (laughs) shout out to all these wonderful people that have influenced her. So if anyone else wants to do that, you can. All right, so we're we're one down. We have four more to go. I'm including you, Richard. Well, no, you caught me off guard. I wasn't ready. I don't normally get asked these questions. I was also caught off guard now. I feel like I've left a lot of No, we're just between ladies first. Can I get the trophy first? And then you do nominations. We should have a talking stick. That's what. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kirst, you go. You go. You've had time to think. Don't forget your husband. Please don't do that. Hard one. Also think a team with it might be based on the best talent. Choose any team I'd like to choose. My sister Frances, she's incredibly talented. I got her to jump on a horse this year and she's annoyingly good, even though she hasn't ridden in so long. And I would choose Kelly and myself, obviously, because I'd want to be there. Then the men's, oh, the men's is quite tough. Johnny would be number three. Um, I'm right here. I don't know. <laughs> Mike is the one, Johnny is the... Th- oh. Still here, Kurt. Who's the best two you've ever seen? The best Hello. number two I've ever seen. Bill Weston. Right. No, he's an incredible number three. Awesome. You put an Aussie on the team, you're going to get a lot of flack for that, but that's that took it's some cojones. Nice. No, he is. Good choice. That's great. Right. Go ahead, Danny. Okay, I'd say from Podocross I've played, the best Podocross I've played and the... All that um, has definitely been with Mikey, so Mikey would be the one. Obviously, Yanni, everyone wants to play with Yanni. I have played with Yanni before. Going back in history, when I started playing polo cross, Henry Harris was the best three in the world at that stage. People like, you know, that would be interesting. You know, someone like Jimmy Grills would also be quite interesting to play with. All the, you know, they've, it's polo cross is a lot 
it's, it's advanced. It's become a lot more professional than back in the old days. So to know what it takes for a team like Australia to have won the last World Cup, you're probably... Get a lot of insight from someone like Jim. Yeah, we wouldn't. Mike might have to go to three. Then Mikey three, Jimmy one, me two. Then on the ladies side, I think Kelly definitely the one. Kirst is probably one of the feistiest uh, twos I've ever seen on a polo cross field. And then if you put Lucy Grills behind them, I reckon you'd be unstoppable. Ah, good pick. You say a feisty two. Yeah, Kirst is there. If she's not hasn't got the ball, she'll have the closest player to her far, far away. And uh, okay. Yeah, very valuable on on the field. She could probably teach Richard how to play a good two. Yeah. He tried. All right, go ahead, Mikey. You know what I'd actually love to, to watch, not necessarily to play in? To put like a Steenkamp and uh, and Donny behind Chapel and then just see the f*** happening. <laughs> <laughs> they asked for a dream team. Get to the point. Could you imagine how many... <laughs> Stop picking Richard, pay attention! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike, I don't get where you're going with it. <laughs> I'm actually going to back Mikey on this story. Oh, worst ever in her whole life. She's so oh, tall. Oh, yeah, shit, that. That was fucking brilliant. And the only time I ever heard a shout is when she was playing with Chapel. Chapel, concentrate! <laughs> where was that? Where'd you come from? You were on. Oh, well, I don't need to just go no. to Tequila, tequila no, quarantine, baby. No, all of them. He even even picks you up when your saddle fell off. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That weekend, the event was in the tent. He wasn't prepared on the field. No, his saddle. No, um, no, I, I his saddle just fell off. The whole horse and <laughs> Vicky caught him. <laughs> she was incredibly strong. She literally held him. <laughs> Richard, what was your perspective on that? that When you were disgraced, Odds was mad at you. What do you think the reason was? I'd probably say alcohol. I I can't really. Was it it one of my best weekends? I I do have to say, Richard and I have, well, I don't know, a bit of a reputation about having been blinding Saturdays and then shocking Sundays. Oh, jeepers, yeah. (laughs) To the point where we've both been on drips on a Sunday morning. Oh, trying yeah. to make it for our game. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Never seen it in my life until I came to Zambia. Yeah. We Couldn't went to the... Find chapel. He was under the tree with a drip. Hell of a Saturday party, though. But hell of a comeback. I mean, I... <laughs> After that drip, I went to send a long ball through to Mikey on the Sunday. His saddle fell off again. He forgot to No, it. the stirrup broke. Oh, the, 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 stirrup. the stirrup broke <laughs> and the ball didn't really rack and it came around and hit me in the face. <laughs> Let's just have Mikey pick some Mikey. ladies. My team that, that I'd choose would be definitely winning the bar. Jesus and we would have a lot of fun <laughs> in between. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd go uh, Steen Camp, Juni and me. And then uh, with uh, Redford, Floppy and Sophie. Okay. Greg is the coach, Dams is the water boy. No, I'm kidding. No, playing under Dams has been awesome. Playing under Dams was awesome because it's never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> if tonight doesn't got me booted, I don't know if he wants to play with me again. <laughs> Have you seen the Harrises? I mean, the the family of brilliant-looking people, and then now all of them are, are very like fit and all of that. And then now you can imagine with uh, fitness has never been my strong point. <laughs> so down right. say, come Mike, let's go to the gym. It's like, well, oh, you spelled gym wrong. It means pub. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the rest of the team actually, because my fitness was was never up to the rest of the team standard, but. No, oh is. my gosh, you're talking about that. I'm worse than you. Well, it meant us as a couple, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this element to uh, being a, a superstar polygross player, such as you guys are. You figured it out without the fitness side. There's something about drips, having fun, being tall. 
being left-handed. <laughs> you can get away with a lot of things. You don't have to worry about one aspect. It's a misnomer that you actually have to be fit to play polo cross then. I think if, if you've been lucky enough to play with the players that Kelly and I played with, it's been fantastic backup. We really can, like as ones, just sort of idle our way up the field and then get the ball over the line. So it's, starting to smell. It's, it's really up to our teammates. <laughs> Oh, I see what you're saying. Is she laughing again? Sorry, right? She's on the floor laughing. <laughs> Listen, you guys need to take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's Kenny. <laughs> if we went back, Kelly and Mikey, your whole career has won. Which one of you has missed more goals? Because it sounds like that's your only job. You're not really doing anything else but catching it. <laughs> So who's missed more goals? Richard can be frustrating. I've got a reputation to always missing the first goal. So I think it's probably me. Okay. So this is for you, Richard. You're a two. Ball comes in. Say your three gets it. What right. do you do? No, what would I do? So the, the, the three's got the ball. What do I do? So, I, so the ball's got in. Three's got the ball. What do I do? I will hunt for the opposing number three as soon as I work out who it is. <laughs> closest player. Closest player. Shit. Kenny said closest player. Let's say the ball comes in, Richard. <laughs> You're the two, and you catch it, but Mikey's out of position, and you can't give him a quick outlet pass. So what do you do with that? Generally, that, that'll never happen. I'm generally, always in position. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> rubbish. Generally, okay, so I've taken it in the line. Generally, what follows is complete Genial. panic. Uh, <laughs> a lot of panic, a lot of sweating. Generally, start shaking. Uh, and then I, then I manage to pull myself together, but at which point I can't see because I've sweated so much. <laughs> at what point do you look at your mom? <laughs> Pat's not allowed. Uh, no, Pat's just generally screaming on the sideline. Good old Granny Pat. Go on, Richard. Yeah, the Queen. Uh, <laughs> salute to the Queen. Sorry. I know, like playing with the likes of the people I play with, like Mikey and, and those oaks, it's generally just uh, you get the ball in the line out, you turn out the line out, you get shouted at by Mikey to pass in the ball straight away. You do that as fast as you can, and you go to side flat pass it and you fluff it. Um, yeah. Will there be either a Zambian or a Zimbabwean open, or is it just going to be the high? The everything's up in the air with seasons here at the moment. Everyone's no, we're we definitely setting up. So we are definitely setting up an open here in Zambia. We also have come up with a new a new concept of the ladies open which we tried to introduce last year but obviously COVID. anyway no true story we are going to do it and we're looking at sort of incorporating africa as a whole and then bringing in big guns from the rest of the world america and that's going to happen Luke. america uh two weeks before south african high goal so we've got to see when they set their date then we're going to do it oh that's awesome i got to play in zambia in 2012 that was my only the african holocaust i've ever had and good introduction to that to that style yeah well i played against you I, I kicked you were on my team though the second weekend remember we whooped ass with philip we played yeah. against uh ross and dumbs we did we definitely beat their team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a cracking weekend. Actually, there's lots of pictures of. I was on. A, I was on on guard. And, I, and Candy May. Yes. Was that the same? Yeah, time? but now so I was on on guard, and on guard spent most of his time on his back feet. So there's some great pictures of Ryan trying to get past me with on guard's hooves. On. <laughs> he became a lot better after that, by the way. Okay, so let's look forward to 2023. Just your honest opinions. Don't worry about upsetting anyone. Kelly's going to be really split on this. Rank Zimbabwe and Zambia in the next World Cup. Let's just say it was just the three of them playing in the next World Cup. First, second, and third in South Africa. No, in no, Africa. No. The, the African teams. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. I know you're, you're all loyal. Who's playing in Zim, Donnie? 
<laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, pretty much the same same names from last time. Maybe one or two different. Are you Maybe two playing two for Zambia? <laughs> no, darling. We don't know. It takes some time. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a baby. Did you guys play against each other in the last one, Zambia Zim? Yes, yes. we did. Zambia yeah. beat us. Yeah. Was it a close one? Goal. No, close. Close all the way. It was very close. The most yeah. competitive game. Yeah. Who are your umpires? Because I'm, I'm sure it was the umpire's fault. Pierce, who was the umpire of that game? Oh, Chapel, I can't play the umpire card because he didn't umpire that one. No, uh, I only had the good um. games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Zim, Zam, um, you guys are pretty close, right? And on what we select, I think basically if it goes the way we think it is, if you guys keep your, your experienced team and we start promoting young team, I think it's going to be first, second, third, South Africa, Zim, Zambia. Um, but our kids are growing very quickly, so we'll have to see. Where, you know, the same as what happened in our World Cup is everybody thought, oh, seventh, eighth, and next thing we're in, se in second place. So, well, it's, it's, it's quite, hard to predict. But it's quite interesting. So, are you are you guys going to be going for the next World Cup? It will definitely be going. Yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm too old. Do they have walking sticks and yeah. no ladders? Is there, is, there, is there a veterans World Cup? I think we should have one in America. <laughs> no, right. I think it's well, for. I can't really speak for Cal, but definitely. I mean, there's a lot of young, exciting talent coming through in Zambia, and probably in a couple of years' time, it will just probably be slowing them down. So uh, rather let, let the young guns take over, and then we'll be supporting from the sideline. Mm. There's a lot of awkward movements going on from Mikey, Mikey's body language. From <laughs> his toes. From his toes. He's doing a lot of flexing <laughs> of the toes. <laughs> I'm going to ask Donnie, will you be doing the next, and Kirst, will you guys be doing the next World Cup? We are interested. Um, like I said, I think it, Zim's just got a lot of work to do to making sure we've got the right management and coaching structure for it. Otherwise, it might be a difficult one. So compared to, let's say, five years ago, is it getting better to live in Zimbabwe? And is it harder to play polo cross? I don't, I'm not trying to get political, but I just know that it's been tough. Your numbers are down. No, it's, it's, been, it's been very challenging. There's been a lot of people that haven't been able to afford it. Um, traveling between cities has become quite difficult. There are quite a few people that are very helpful. The Params mentioned before, um, Angie Campbell. And from the Bulawayo guys, you've got, you know, like Arlene, Squacky, and then like Beans. Those are the sort of people, they always make a huge effort. They've always got big trucks available. It's pretty much restricted. There's a lot of people that are, yeah, there's a lot of people that rely on them. And with their help, there'll always be a bit of polocross going on. But yeah, it's been quite difficult to get new players through. It's a difficult, yeah, like the show jumping's taken off here quite heavily. There's quite a lot of money behind it. So there's a lot of input being put into it. And I think where Zim's going at the moment with having Bruce come up here, work on the juniors, I think maybe maybe there'll be a bit of a, a rise in the polo cross. You know, it's, it's been difficult the last few years. It's been, with everyone that left the country, what's it, 15, 20 odd years ago, there is an age gap in the country. We're probably coming through that age gap now. If you talk, listen to the Zambians talking of their juniors coming up, we have a five, eight year gap of juniors that we didn't have come through. Mm. But... I do think we've got the right people in place that are all looking at looking at the future of the sport. So it, I do believe we'll only get better. Oh, that's great. Are you thinking about doing show jumping? No, I'm just saying that's where all, all the kids doing horses have gone to show jumping the last few years. Jones, that's actually a great speech. It's spot on. Yeah. I think the 
thing in Africa is we forget that it's a small community and we have small numbers and everything we do, we have to do together. Otherwise, it's not going to survive. We're in a, in a spot in the United States where we're down to about 220 players. We're all spread out. So it's it doesn't even seem like 220 players because people are so far spread apart. So yeah, we're in a low spot right now trying to grow the sport. And like you said, we had that gap of players, the juniors, we weren't refilling it for a while. We were getting a bunch of pony clippers eight to 10 years ago. The East Coast blew up from all those kids and then a few of them made the World Cup team. And now those players have grown up and moved on and we didn't refill it. So we're in a low spot right now as well. But saying that your team that you had at the last World Cup, they're young. I mean, obviously what you experienced base in the main side but your girls were spectacular who was that number one that won the uh megan megan she was awesome megan wagner played in the one before megan, yeah and then um but there was a new girl three cat, cat was the three yep cat liner they're young carl's young too <laughs> very talented ah, i mean so you've got your experience guys and then you've right. got those you've got a you've got a very strong baseline to grow. You look at Megan from the first one to the second one. Yeah, Imagine absolutely. the growth. Like, and do you know what? I don't think that the Americans, the USA's position in the World Cup didn't justify the way they no, played. No, I agree. God, they, they were played, spectacular. They were incredible. They played yeah. some of the best product across, I, I think. I think they were, for me, I, I felt like I was cheering for them because they were honestly spectacular. Except- they were under before they went in and then didn't receive the results they deserved. Apart from Raul. Raul, yeah. you know. Having a Zimmy in the USA yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> didn't they come out strong against you guys in the first game? Did Were they? Were you tied or something? They came out strong every game. They, yeah. they just... That, that finishing, the finishing muscle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, you watch those two young girls perform the way they did. And Megan... I mean, obviously, finding her stride in the first World Cup, she definitely showed her experience in the second. Cats actually outshone herself as a, a newcomer. So um, when she played in the SI goal, was like a, a, she did, but not at a no, World no, Cup for level. Sure. No, yeah. when she was also. So anyway, really well. I'm just saying that I think USA, even though you say they're young, I think they've got if they stick to their guns, they've got a good grounding basically. And then having Hammy up front, yeah, because yeah, he's also awesome. Eh? Yeah, he. You can tell that he's traveled a lot same with megan the, the amount of traveling they've done i want to talk about grooms for a second here because we don't have those here unless you're a, a wealthy polo player and this was my experience just from one trip to zambia number one i saw this groom he was cleaning a stall he had a pitchfork using his hand and a sack is this a normal thing instead of using a pitchfork cleaning a stall with a hand and a sack oh dude we did that in, the, in england <laughs> but we use a marigold I mean, I'm That's my a true story. Groom. I'm my own groom, yeah. so I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, oh, that's great. I don't have grooms. <laughs> that's great. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> the only African yeah, yeah, yeah. for grooms. <laughs> no, that, that. I don't know. Fish I'll see how my grooms do it tomorrow, and I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. have you done, Ryan? <laughs> he's hydrating because he's drinking a lot. That's smart. No, but there's this other story. Uh, Richard, where do we go? That Where do we play the second tournament where we won in 2012? It was more south, I uh, Choma. Uh, yeah, Choma, yep. So do you remember that, that that horse got loose and that groom had to chase it 35K into the bush and bring it back? No, sorry. That's right. No, it was Livingston. And um, that was, was the guy that took an axe to the head. Uh, Johan oh, Cookamore. Yeah. He, and, and his uh, horse is bugging off. He, he's supposed to drive down the Thursday. They offloaded off the truck, ran 35K, you're right, into the bush. 
they found the horses, brought it back, and he played it at the weekend. <laughs> Does anyone have any great – like, those are heroic stories, in my opinion. We wouldn't run 35K to get a horse like that here in the state. It's a very good horse legend. And um, he oh, yeah. also went on it to the game reserve, and it pissed off into the game reserve. Sorry, Kai, you said I must tell the story. A horse yeah. pissed off in the game reserve? Yeah, we're, we're traveling down south to go and play in a tournament there at a junior level and we had to spend the night over. So the, we offloaded the horses and made them a little stall. Anyway, early the next morning trying to load up, this horse just decided, you know, eight hours in a box was far too long and he didn't want to do that all over again. So after about 20 minutes of fighting him, he broke loose from the grooms and he just took <laughs> off into the game park and obviously by this stage our patience had worn thin so instead of sending the guy off to go and look for it we just decided we'd leave the horse in the game park and if he was still alive we'll fetch him on the way back a week or so later um Obviously, the horse, I don't know what happened, but it wasn't five minutes later when we were busy driving out. The horse pitched up in the middle of the road that we were driving out on, leaving it behind. We opened the horse box and he walked straight on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, shit, lions! I know, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that, uh, the ending of that story. That's a great ending. Here in the <laughs> States, in Polo, there are some grooms that are just phenomenal horsemen and they, they break and train the horses and they're just really good with horses. So do you, do you guys have that? Or are your grooms breaking and training or are they just managing their basic care? Well, look, I mean, the, with the Polo guys, I mean, they're a bit more organized. They had, um, you know, they, they do have, I wouldn't say grooms, but people that they hire to train their horses and whatever. <laughs> this season we had a young horse that was quite excited about going to practice and would always overreact and all that sort of stuff so old shine he's he's taken to he's he's become quite a decent rider obviously he doesn't like seeing me go to practice and fight with a horse so in the mornings when we wake up and you look out the window shine would be doing laps on the horse outside on the field so that by the time we got to practice it was too tired to fuck around and we would just <laughs> listen to what we were supposed to do do you remember doing a few horses with you guys and then remember Shine was our groom first remember Ryan so we all played together in Ziff and then Kelly out of all of us well Kelly and Johnny were pedantic about how the horses were dressed like going on to the so we had like a, a like tournament whites you know like the white number and the white bandages coronets the whole story and then uh, so Kelly and was the most pedantic about all of this sort of stuff all of us would be walking into the field and our horses were all in like pristine condition dressed beautifully and then Kelly's horse would come on with four different color bandages like a practice <laughs> numna. <laughs> oh, dude. So it's like I'm telling you the grooms just used to piss them. <laughs> so why was that? Why why was what would happen? I mean why would that No getting a funny reaction out of Kelly every weekend. To be fair Mikey um, we lost very few of those games after Shine did that. Yes yeah no Kelly would come on like yeah she was angry and furious. That's probably Kelly's best product process is where she's yeah. angry. Because, like, you know, a lot of the grooms have, like, a betting ring going on about the games and yeah. so on. So, they obviously worked out Kelly pissed off as a better player. <laughs> so were, I think they probably intentionally pissed her off. Do they use you to piss her off? <laughs> you know, some things are just God-given. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, when we first came to Zambia, Kelly and I played a couple of years together. And then, um, with training for for the world cup in 2015 then we were sort of separated obviously to play men and women and then uh, we never really got our groove back because uh <laughs> i think well both of us like to yeah we both sort of like to run our section you know as a one like glory boy and all that sort of thing <laughs> then i'll play kelly's three and then I'll play four. 
and so does Kelly. So then, uh, you know, I would pass it when I was ready rather than when she was, which, yeah, so towards the end, it didn't really go so well. <laughs> Where do you see Ireland and the UK and New Zealand finishing in the next World Cup in Africa? Jesus, how good was Ireland, though? The last World, you know, this last World Cup was so many surprises. Unbelievable. There's a lot of teams that are close to each other, so it could happen on any given day. Yeah. Well, New Zealand for me has always been a, a strong playing nation. With the team that they've got, I mean, with uh, JR up front and uh, the Beaumont, and then on the girls' side, I mean, Beth, Beth and, and Kyla Hill and all them. I mean, they've, they've got amazing talent in that team. And, you know, they, they're all pretty young as well. So I reckon they'll be a good goal for next for next World Cup. Also, Ireland, I mean, geez, with the introduction of Debbie into that team, I mean, she's, she's a powerhouse, phenomenal player. And then the UK, I think, also, I mean, they've got a lot of talent and all that, but I think yeah, losing John O'Keefe, he would be legible. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got, obviously, Webby. I don't know if he's going to, if he's going to go again. But, I mean, he's also been phenomenal. I think that I feel like they're going to have to surgically rebuild Jason Webb at some point. <laughs> Look, I mean, if, if you're going to choose a human to do it with, I mean, Jason's pretty, pretty good, eh? Yeah. Sure. yeah. I mean, you could be like, uh, what's that fellow guy's horses? Just keep cloning him. Oh, yeah. Cambiaso. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Cambiaso. Yeah, yeah. We'll call it uh, Webby Cambiaso. I think uh, with, with all of them coming from overseas onto African horses, uh, I'm going to put it down to the guys who have come more to Africa to play. So I'm going to give New Zealand probably the best chance. Mm. I mean, like I've seen Kyla Hill and Jared and Bo on African horses and they absolutely fly. I mean, like, guys like Jason White also, I mean, he spent a bit of time in Zim and mm -hmm. South Andy. You know, so I think they're probably a bit more acclimatized in horses. Uh, the Bo Moore. We played against each other from Zim Open days, like 2010 or whenever it was. Yeah, I think, I think overall they're more acclimatized uh, to the sort of African horses. They've got more experience on African horses. Wouldn't be surprised to give New Zealand a top four finish. Well, that, that, that would be the interesting one to see if the Stian comes down for the next South African World Cup. Those are, they've got a lot of youngsters coming through who are phenomenal. And then now you've got probably the oldest player in the South African side was Yanni, and he's I think he's just turned 30, oh, 32. He's still the best player Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then you've got the likes of. Graham, Trav, Ratif, and then obviously Steph, Steph Harris, uh, and then as I'm sure Dams and Steph mentioned earlier, was Josh, that Josh LaRue and Josh LaRue, yeah. uh, the Van Brinneke kid. I mean, well, a kid, he's probably like 25 by now. But I mean, you know, they've got such great talent there, and then on the girls' side as well. I think South Africa, they've got so much to pick from, and I think Aussie's got a similar problem. It's a nice problem to have, really. Yeah. All right, so let's just pick seventh place. <laughs> I want Richard's opinion. <laughs> Richard's opinion on the seventh place. Seventh place. I think it's going to be DRC, uh, Congo. And we're there. You. Not willing to put his neck on the line. Who, me? Yeah, you being a puff, puffter. Uh, not going to be a bloody puffter. I think UK would be an interesting one. I think they need better coaching from the last World Cup, I think it'd be interesting to see how you can say that now. <laughs> what about the UK team will improve it for the next World Cup from what you've seen, Richard, as the UK guy? I th Ooh, that's dangerous, isn't it? But I don't mind uh, upsetting people, so that's fine. Yeah, maybe don't say that. Um, <laughs> I think I think that the UK has got a good team that they can select. I won't say who it is. Those two look like they're praying. <laughs> Why are you guys praying? Are you swans still alive? What's going on? Yeah, are we listening? What are you talking here? <laughs> well, interestingly, because from the UK perspective, there's a lot of youth in that in in the UK, and two of the players that played in that last World Cup that I, I'm in the men's side for sure aren't going to be playing in the next World Cup. So 
that's going to bring some of the youth through. So that's going to be quite exciting. Oh, but we've, we've heard John that a lot of times. John O'Meara's Aussie and Robbie Robbo says he's not going to do it. And whether or not they can successfully clone Webby. Yeah, <laughs> they can clone <laughs> Webby. Do I just have to pick seventh place or is that so I don't have to pick last? Jeez, that's a long-winded way around that. <laughs> because all I'm saying is if the U.S. Get seventh, and you pick the UK for seventh. I'm gonna play this back to you three years from now, four years. What about UK? I think I think the US. I think the US is gonna. I think the US is gonna surprise people at the next World Cup. I'll say that. Cheers, cheers, Danny. <laughs> cheers, right? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you, Kelly. You guys are awesome. Everyone, stay safe. Have a good one. Right. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Good to see you. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers, cheers. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was so much fun to be invited into their world and listen to their stories. One thing's for sure, the one thread which holds this sport together isn't on the field or out in the paddock, but rather the friendships you make and keep along the way. No matter your playing level, never forget that this aspect of Holocross is always at your grasp. Yo, I need your help on two things. Firstly, I'm trying to make a master calendar of polo cross tournaments for 2021. Please send me them as your associations create them. I'd not only like to use this calendar to announce the upcoming polo cross tournaments, but I'd also like your tournament results recorded on my sidebar voicemail button on my website. Wouldn't it be cool to have your tournament results announced on the podcast? Let's recognize the success of our players and trick polo cross world, yo. Secondly, I'm trying to gather some marketing data trying to get association membership numbers from 2017 to 2019 broken down by senior and junior members i reached out to each association with very little feedback how many players are there in the polo cross world do you know thanks in advance for your help please email me at ryan at polocrossmadesimple.com or leave me a voicemail polocrossmadesimple.com by clicking the sidebar voicemail button. Thank you very much. Here on Chugga Talk, we appreciate your feedback. Have you enjoyed the show? Do you have questions or comments? Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. For a chance to be featured on the show, leave a voicemail by finding the send voicemail sidebar button on polacrossmadesimple.com. For more Polo Cross coaching, go to polacrossmadesimple.com. You'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach. Find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a good one.